Allah says, Taha, ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'ana litashqa. We've revealed this book unto you so that you do not fatigue yourself. And the Mufassireen have stated it is the long hours that Rasulullah spent in reciting the Qur'an. It is possible. But by understanding other chapters that speak of how Allah wants Rasulullah to spend at least half the night in reciting the Qur'an, we have to come to another area of understanding how did Rasulullah fatigue himself. How? Rasulullah, because you know when you spend time in prayer and supplication, you don't feel that you're tired. You don't feel any pain. You're spending quality time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, if you're tired, if you've had emotional breakdowns, if you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're helpless, you spend some time with Allah and Quran in the middle of the night, that removes your pain. So how is it that Rasulullah fatigued himself in other ways? Rasulullah did everything he can to change the Arabian people, to change the Arabian Peninsula, to bring them into a civilization of human beings. Not only in the area of their worship, not, on the, not only in the area of them seeking nearness to the Almighty God and to stop worshiping the idol, no. The Arabs found honor and dignity by killing through the sword. An honorable man, a man of dignity is a man with his sword. And that's how they made a living. They intercepted caravans. They robbed people from their assets. They raided other communities. They attacked other tribes. They picked wars and battles. Why? So that they can make, it, make ends meet in an honorable way. Why? Because a man makes his living through the sword. That's the honorable way of making a living. And that is why Aus and Khajraj, the most, the two famous tribes, the most powerful tribes, and the Arabian Peninsula were fighting each other over pathetic things for hundreds of years. Why? Because that's how they made an income. That's how they made a living. Rasulullah came and he made peace amongst them. You can no longer kill one another. You can no longer attack one another. Okay, Ya Rasulullah, we agree. But how are we going to make a living? You cannot intercept caravans. People who come to Mecca, to conduct business, have to be given an amnesty, they cannot be attacked, all their monies ought to be given to them. How are we gonna make money? Agriculture and farming. Ya Rasulullah, you want us to drop our swords, our honor, what brings us dignity. And to go and work on a farm, that's what slaves do. Slaves work at the farm. We cannot dig wells. We cannot drop our swords. Therefore, Rasulullah was the first one to dig a well. Rasulullah was the very first one to aggregate a farm. 
And Rasulullah was the first one to tell his family members, including the master of warfare, the most noble of his companions, the most honorable man of the Arabs that walked on the first surface of the earth after Rasulullah. Ya Ali, on your free time, go and dig whales and aggregate the land. Or else, who can have, as in Muslims or non-Muslims, they all knew who Ali was. They all know the glory that Ali ibn Abi Talib brought to any battlefield that he stood in. They knew the winning side every time Ali stood next to Rasulullah. There was no man that can be compared to him in the battlefield. When they saw Muhammad, when they saw Ali aggregate the field and dig wells, then they dropped their pride. And they also went and they worked the farm. So he changed the way they made a living. He changed the way that they behaved within the family. He changed the way they were wearing their clothes. You see, when we read the verses about hijab, when we read the verses about how Rasulullah, how the Quran came and taught people to interact, men and women, how men and women were seen in the masjid and in salah, we must understand how they lived then. Do you know what people wore at that time? Some of them wore a small cloth, the men, that they just put around their waist. That's it. Some of them were poor, so it was a little cloth. There was no form of hijab. In fact, they were careless about covering their private parts. They were careless about having morals and ethics, almost like animals. And that is why Rasulullah would tell them, when you come to the masjid to pray, please go and wear a longer form of covering. Because the women also were in the masjid as well. It was so hot for them that in their homes, they did not cover themselves. They walked with, they, they were in the house with no covering. That's why Islam came and taught them to put doors and curtains in front of their homes. They had no curtains. People walking bare naked in their homes. And you know, you're walking next to a home and there's a bunch of naked people inside. So Allah says, make a hijab. He taught them to be normal human beings. Yes, we smile, about, we smile at this today. Because we think that, you know, how can people live like that? But that's what the Prophet had to deal with. With people that had no civilization. People had no akhlaq. People had no morals and ethics. He taught them how to dress. He taught them how to walk in their homes. He taught them that, that your children must seek permission to come into your rooms. He taught them how to perform salah, how to cover themselves, how to wear hijab. And that took a lot of pain. Because they were illiterate, uncivilized people. They would come while Rasulullah was resting for a few moments and hours. Stand behind the door of his house. Ya Muhammad! Ukhruj ilayna. Come out. He's just gone to rest. The Prophet would come out. What can I do for you? And they had nonsense. 
wasting his time. So Allah says to them, before you go into someone's house, knock at the door, seek permission, give salam. They had none of that. And when Rasulullah is resting, do not harass him. And when you call on to him, call him by his title. Don't call him by his name. Call him by Rasulullah. They came, they would sit next to the Prophet yelling, raising their voice, screaming. Do not raise your voice above the voice of Rasulullah. Do not disrespect his presence. So you can tell here when Allah says, Taha, ma anzalna litashqa, understand the difficulty that Rasulullah was going through. And then Allah says to him, take it easy on yourself, Ya Rasulullah. 